This is Ben Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LipbroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LipbroCuberculist. Today, my friends, is fri- Internet Day. Friday's internets smash together like a penis in a vagina. It's that good. Something I like to say at the top of every show is a spoiler warning. However, I do not really feel it is necessary, per se, to say a spoiler warning on a Friday. However, I always mention that I don't give a spoiler warning, which in itself is a sort of spoiler warning when you DDD or dig down deep and really think about it. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts, as as those things. Thank you for those who have done so. If you have not done so, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Or woman. I just don't know. That said... Previously, all of those words will take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor, which is Trailer Park Boys Bologna Filtered Cigarettes. Once again, today's sponsor is Trailer Park Boys Bologna Filtered Cigarettes. Hand them over. Okay, so uh, I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes action because I think this rarely, if ever, happens, and that is, despite the fact that I am recording a Internet Day episode, it's actually only Monday in the real, actual, factual, existing world. It is the day of Mun. Uh, uh, which uh, I don't think they coincide very often that I record a Internet Day on a Monday, but, you know, it'll happen. It'll, uh, it'll happen. This is the day four or five of the missus being away on a cruise, and I am lonely. Lonely. I am so lonely. All on my own. Lonely. Uh, that there, whatever you want to call it, was a little hint that while she was away, I recorded my episode 300, which I think came out really, really, gonna go ahead and throw in one more really good. And, uh, if you've listened to many episodes, you will know I don't toot my horn very often, but, uh, I I think uh, it's gonna be a good one. Um, why don't I just hint that it is musically related, which is why that singing made sense, and that it is five and a half hours long. Uh-huh. That is not a lie or a joke. That is what has happened. Five and a half hour long podcast. Okay, so let's move into this not even an hour long podcast. 
normal length episode by talking about item the first, which is DIY damn it, which stands for do it yourself damn it. This is a program in Internet Show on the Nerdist Network. Nerdist Network created by our buddy, our pal, friend of the podcast, although he is unaware of its very existence, Mr. Chris Hardwick. Uh, I've seen a couple of these, and they're good. Uh, I'm going to be 100% homage with you. The sort of main reason I decided to check this particular one out is not because they were making tie-dyed leggings, because <laughs> uh, I just pictured myself wearing tie-dyed leggings, and it was amusingly disturbing. So uh, I wouldn't no- I wouldn't normally watch a how-to-make-tie-dyed leggings video of any kind, However, the guest DIYer was Miss Grace Helbig, who uh, just such a huge, huge fan of. If you are at all uh, a surfer of the World Wide Web and uh, expose yourself <laughs> to things on the internet on a regular basis, you probably know who Grace Helbig is. She is definitely in the sort of pantheon of incredibly funny people and... If I get to go funny women, just period, uh, go Gracie Helbig and Gracie. <laughs> I always feel like I want to call her Gracie, and I remember not to, but I didn't remember there. Anyways, uh, Grace Helbig, Sarah Silverman, those are probably my top two. Anyways, so, you know, there you go. Host Jocelyn Hughes uh, was sort of running the show as far as how you go about the creating of tie-dyed leggings. And if this is something you desire to do, uh, I could have followed the instructions should I ever desire to make tie-dyed leggings. Again, the odds of that happening are both a fat chance and a slim chance. For some reason, there was a dog. I think it kind of looked like a pug, but kind of didn't look like a pug. And it had an Afro wig on. So, you know, there's uh, there's that for you. <sighs> Lots of takeaways. That was their sort of go-to joke with, with the takeaway of this episode. There was a don't do drugs, wear a condom, uh, just to name a two. And the odd pun as well. Like, we're going to get a leg up on this. I love a good pun. You know what? I love a bad pun. I just love a pun in general. So, uh, let me throw this out regarding this, and then we'll move on. If you want to know how to make tie-dyed leggings, this is going to be one of the best things you've ever experienced in your life. If... You have no care whatsoever about making tie-dyed leggings. You're still going to enjoy this video. Huh. How about that for a ringing endorsement? Moving on to item the second. This thing that I'm going to talk about is, like, for me, worlds colliding in an incredibly crazy and hilarious and, did I say amazing? I think I might have, but maybe I didn't. So I'll say it again, amazing. I was amazed, awesome, because I felt awe, and that was the Trailer Park Boys and Epic Mealtime getting together and cooking something. What? This is something I never thought would happen. I, I, I don't know how it came about happening. I want to know how this happened, but it's kind of, it's kind of funny when you think about, when you actually think about it, once you get over your shock that this happened. These two groups of dudes getting together is not such a crazy idea after all. They have a lot of sort of similarities. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. So they're making, of course, the trailer park sandwich, which uh, ended up being 
giant, of course, this is an epic mealtime, uh, to sort of the buns were made out of uh, bologna sandwiches, <laughs> because if you know, uh, I think it's mostly bubbles, but I guess they all do love their bologna sandwiches, with burgers, uh, hot dogs, cooked into burgers, uh, it had to be over a foot tall, it was just a, a sight to see. Uh, because there was burgers, of course, of course, Randy was there, what? <laughs> that is, see, I hope you know, if you don't know who the Trailer Park Boys are, you are just doing your, your laugh, the laugh centers of your brain a very large disservice. Uh, one of my favorite things about them is the fact that they're Canadian. Yeah, or at least the show is Canadian. No, I believe they are Canadian as well. Anyways, I might have just driven by a wolf. That's odd though, right? Probably just a dog. Anyways, uh, when you think Trailer Park Boys, you're obviously going to go uh, Ricky, Julian, and Bubbles, and they were all there. Uh, but then the fact that they had Randy there, shirtless as usual, just giant gut hanging out. I uh, didn't really have the white tight pants, did he? I don't know, didn't really see his pants. But uh, the fact that they're cooking a burger, you got to have Randy there, which uh, I was surprised he was there. This whole thing is surprising and amazing. Uh, I think potentially one of the reasons this has happened is because I know the Trailer Park Boys are... Uh, uh, have a new movie coming out sooner rather than later, so uh, this is part of their marketing stuff, I guess. One thing in particular I love to this, and uh, on Epic Meal Time, they don't often show them shopping for things. Sometimes they do, and, uh, and, and it's usually enjoyful. But uh, to take the Trailer Park Boys to a grocery store in the United States was just a thing of beauty. Whoa, shit. Okay, well. Just saw something, I think we might call this the Road Rage Edition. <laughs> something I have never seen in my entire driving career, but it was a, a tractor trailer truck, and then a truck with a like a horse trailer, and it looked like maybe they got in a little fender bender or something to that effect. They were sort of pulled off to the middle of the road, so I was going around it, and the guy who was driving the tractor trailer went up to the other guy and was talking to him in the window and took a couple of swings at him. Uh, I can't believe I just saw that. That's freaking crazy. I'm driving like fairly rural roads through the country, so this is not something you think you will ever see, but wow. Road Rage, rage Edition. Whew. Uh, yeah, anyways, back to the, back to the show. Grocery shopping with the trailer park boys. So the, uh, the good, so the folks at Epic Mealtime told them, uh, they could get whatever they want to put into this sandwich, and uh, it's all on them. What Americans may not realize is that within Canada, when you go to a grocery store, they do not sell booze. You cannot buy booze at a grocery store. You'd have to go to either the beer store, <laughs> which I always think might be amusing to Americans. The fact that it's quite literally called the beer store. That is the name of the store where you buy beer if you live in Canada. Uh, or the LCBO, which stands for Liquor Control Board of Ontario. But that's here in Ontario, I should say. I should specify. And uh, the LCBO also sells beer, but there's a much wider selection at the beer store. Anyways, these guys, shocked to see that there was booze sold <laughs> in an American supermarket, really, really stocked up. Because if you know anything about the Trailer Park Boys... It's that. They like the booze. In fact, Julian, the basically trademarked 
rum and coke. Is it rum and coke? I think it's rum and coke that he's always got on the go. Even had it in this grocery store. So I'm kind of surprised they let them in. Julian drinking rum and cokes. Randy, son's shirt, giant gut hanging out. <laughs> uh, good stuff. So they get back to the kitchen and start making their burger patties. <laughs> One of my biggest laughs was, and it's stupid, Bubbles was he had his hands in, in the ground meat, sort of mixing it together with the eggs and whatever else he put in. And he's like, chili on the digits. <laughs> chili on the digits. Apparently the meat was cold from the fridge. So it's chili on the digits. Uh, that's a loose approximation of a Bubbles voice there. <laughs> it's chili on the digits. Oh, I can't stop saying it now. I think I'm having a seizure. Chili on the digits. This episode has the most F-bombs of any epic mealtime that has ever happened. And i uh, kind of surprised they didn't bleep them out. I, I thought for some reason on YouTube you had to bleep. bleep you had to bleep. You had to bleep out the F-bombs. Maybe you don't. <laughs> when they were cooking the hot dogs, they stood like three, four, four feet back from the... Uh, they were cooking them on the stovetop, and then they stood three, four feet back and threw the hot dogs into the pan. <laughs> and Bubbles was like, yeah, we call, we call this dog law. <laughs> I, I think my Bubbles has turned into a Scooby-Doo impression. We call this dog lob in Canada, he says. Yeah, I've played lots of dog lob where you... Lob your hot dogs into the pan. Chucking, chucking some dogs. <laughs> uh, this is one of the funniest videos I've seen in a long time. Uh, if you know Ricky, quite often he will say, Smokes, let's go. And then make a hand motion that I'm making right now on this audio-only podcast where it's like, hand over your smokes. He does this to uh, Corey and Trevor. So he was doing it to some of the guys over at Epic Mealtime. Then stole their hockey stick and uh, shot a little hockey there. Canada, did I mention? If you are uh, familiar with Epic Mealtime, at the end of every show, they will say what they're going to cook next time or what they're going to eat next time. It's always a just... <laughs> I was going to say... I, I don't know what I was going to say. But it's always ridiculous. It's always... It makes zero sense. Like, uh, we're going to eat a backpack full of SpaghettiOs. And and that, that would be normal, actually, compared to some of the things that they say. We're going to eat a uh, fruit bat made out of uh, fruit roll-ups. Huh? Sometimes it's not even food. Anyways, this one, the guys at Epic Mealtime handed over the responsibility of saying what they're going to eat at the end of the show over to the Trailer Park Boys, which is unusual. Uh, normally that never happens. And uh, the TPBs, or Trailer Park Boys, if you prefer, said that next time we're going to eat Oprah Winfrey's lemons. Because apparently she's got lemon trees, um, and they're very good lemons. <laughs> Chili on the digits. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so uh, I think I'm close enough to work where it would be too difficult to get in my final couple of things. So... We'll end it for now and then save the, the rest of it for the drive home plan. I put a question mark on the end of that sentence, despite the fact that I cannot hear what you are saying. You may say, no, that's not a plan. Finish now or else. Uh, I cannot hear you say that. This is a one-way only conversation. So, I will say, as I do from time to time, uh, my God. Look at her butt. Or you know what else I might say? 
was chilling on the digits. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Well, well, what, etc. I mean, I, I tried to think of uh, things like that. Like there's well, well, etc. Location, location, etc. Uh, I had a third one. I can't remember what it was. In an effort to get audience participation, anyone who lets me know of any other things like that. Oh, it's, I remember what it was. All right, all right, etc. <laughs> uh, that might be my favorite one. Anyways, if you can think of a fourth one, I would love to hear it. Love it. And I would love you. Yeah, love you up real good. Oh, got uh, a little dirty there, and I apologize. Item the third, I didn't really get how it came about or what exactly it was, and that's not necessarily a downside. Uh, I enjoyed it, perhaps because of that very fact, perhaps a little bit, maybe, I don't know. It was something called uh, Twitch Plays Adam Sessler. <laughs> I don't even know how to... But no, okay, I guess I know how to describe this. Uh, first off, it happened on the YouTube channel Revision 3, which is where Adam Sessler works, so that makes sense. Twitch is... Th that's the part I'm a little shady on. I, I'm not quite sure I know exactly what Twitch is. I think what it is is people either playing online video games, that is, where you are able to see them play online, or they are recording themselves playing and then posting it online, or perhaps a combination of both of those things. It's, it's something along those lines. Anyways, uh, what <laughs> they did at Revision 3, and I don't really know how it's sort of linked to the Twitch, per se, is uh, Adam Sessler was in a room within, a, within the Revision 3 office, and you, the person watching this video, were able to control him by typing in things, and then he would then either do them, or <laughs> occasionally when the things were too ridiculous... He would uh, say, I cannot do that now. It was as if, and again, this is just boiling down, as if you were playing a point-and-click adventure game. However, the adventure all took place within this one office room slash boardroom slash reception desk area. Uh, you're controlling Adam Sessler, who is a live, living, breathing human being, and the way in which you control him are through all the presumably hundreds, maybe more, watching him do this, would type in over the internet what they wanted him to do, and then someone would yell out these, uh, let's just call them suggestions, and he would act them out. Why did they do this? <laughs> uh, why did he agree to do this? Which is why it was funny. The sort of immediate regret apparent from Adam Sessler that he agreed to do this. That is where, for me, the humor came in and came in strong. <laughs> his, uh, his obvious dislike of the whole situation, the why am I doing this? Now, that being said, he, he did get into the spirit of the thing. 
he very, very infrequently used the the old, I cannot do this now. Like he was talking in a sort of, not a computer voice, but if you've ever played a game, and I think my prime example is going to be Leisure Suit Larry, where you can sort of type in, uh, eat, chew, or, you know, things of that nature. The character is not going to want to do that, so we'll have perhaps a humorous reason why they will not want to do that. And Adam tried to fulfill that role, and uh, did most of the time admirably. Some of my favorite ones were people who obviously know Adam Sessler a little bit would say things and like, um, explain socialism, <laughs> which is not something you would probably type into a video game so that your character would then explain socialism, or quote Shakespeare, which he was able to do at the, basically, when you think about it, the push of a button. So that was amusing. He twerked, obviously. Someone's going to type in twerk, and then he did it. Wow. Uh, there was a jug of water, which he poured on his head, on his shirt. He had a banana in his pants. Uh, there was a slingshot involved. He gave some people hugs. There was other people sort of in the room that he could interact with. Guy with a hat. <laughs> that he had to steal his hat. You know, things of that nature. Hijinks galore. This whole thing was like an hour long. So I was surprised that it went on. I didn't actually end up watching the whole thing. So maybe I missed some super, super hilarious hijinks near the end. But from what I did see, it was, uh, it was amusing. And I liked it. Probably my favorite was Adam has a very strong dislike of the video game Kingdom Hearts. So people would ask him, uh, slash make him praise the video game Kingdom Hearts. Good stuff. Okay, let's move on to item the fourth, I do believe. This is one that I feel great shame I have not yet brought back. Uh, it is a series of videos on the web. Does that mean we can call it a web series? Sure. We can do what we want to do. We can do what we want to. It is starring uh, Reggie Watts, who I have spoken of in one form or the other, probably most likely on front internet dates, although I do believe I did bring back his comedy special on a movie Monday, and I also believe that I gave it a 5 out of 5. Reggie Watts combining music and comedy just better than anyone. I, I think I could say that. Yeah. I think I could say that and mean it. And and not just that his comedy is good, and not just that his music... His com yeah, okay. Well, uh, I, I think I would say this. His comedy, great. I always, uh, I always get a good laugh. He's got sort of a, a weird sense of humor, which obviously fits in with me greatly. But... His musical side of the thing is just sort of blowing my mind, man. Dude. Blows my mind, dude. And uh, uh, I think if his music was not even of the funny variety, it's something that I would listen to. Whereas a lot of the times when it's musical comedy people, it's more emphasis on the comedy. And perhaps the musical stylings are just there as a sort of a company mini minute to the to the comedy. Anyways, oddly enough, this particular, again, we're just going to call it a web series, has very little to do with music. It's, again, hard to explain. Uh, I've kind of screwed myself twice in a row here now, bringing back things that are hard to explain. 
a series of videos where he, Reggie Watts, is taking on various roles within a school and acting out those roles as uh, various teachers. So music teacher, you've got your literature teacher, your science teacher, and then he is acting and pretending to be each of these teachers in a comedic fashion. The web series is called Teach, as in he's, not as in like he's teaching them, as in he is, oh my god, this is going downhill fast. I think probably what is going to be safest for me to do is to place in mere moments the theme song to these videos. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Because within this theme song, it'll give you a little idea of what you're de dealing with and um, explain it. So, I am going to place that here now. See? Does that make sense? I hope it does. Uh, something I learned in the most recent episode in which he played a music teacher, and I guess I didn't sort of clue in, although I should have with what all the kids were wearing, and that uh, this web series taking place in the 80s, the early 80s, which was the time when I was in school, although not in high school, in younger. I was born in 81, so, you know, you could, you could do the math there. I think the science one has been my favorite and my favorite part of that one was something stupid which <laughs> uh, I, I guess the fact that something stupid being my favorite makes sort of sense yeah anyways it was he was looking in a microscope and trying to show uh, show a kid something and it's just giant afro was sort of getting in the way and he was basically uh, sticking his afro in this kid's face and totally oblivious to the fact, which amused me. In this one, he's playing the xylophone, and it made me think and wonder, is he actually playing the xylophone? And I kind of think he is. Like, when you hear the notes and witness him hitting the xylophone, everything syncs up. So, you know, and he's, as I mentioned, good at the music. So, pretty good xylophone skills here. This was apparently a drum day in music class. All the kids had various drums, so he was asking them to show their drumming um, abilities. Yes. To spaz out on the drums. To perhaps two people who are having an argument in real life move it on over to the drums and have a drum argument. <laughs> Just friggin' ridiculous. Nonsense. Uh, you know what I've written down here? Nonsense scat. You got a little uh, little scat action. Dooby 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 dap bop bop bop. Little that action going, but uh, slightly better than I have just done myself, which ended up turning into a, a catchy little ditty. 
he was also getting his brag on a little bit about how he, the music teacher that is, uh, was just working on a film called The Hunger, which is apparently like a sexy vampire movie from 1985. All right. Well, let's see. In 1985, I was four years old, so probably not watching too many sex-fueled vampire movies. Maybe some, but probably not too many, so I think I missed this one. I guess since we are done with item the fourth, what I should say is, uh, oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this appears on Jash, which is another YouTube channel, but uh, I would recommend following Reggie Watts on YouTube and checking out his comedy special and just in general sort of uh, exposing yourself to as much of Reggie Watts's uh, comedy and musical output as you possibly can because I've never seen anything I haven't thoroughly enjoyed. So thank you, Mr. Reggie Watts. Okay, so uh, that was the last of my notes. I have nothing else to talk about, but I should perhaps try to get in a little more since I'm not quite at home. Uh, let's see, what podcast did I listen to today? Uh, when I left, I had just finished the Todd Glass show in which Andy Kindler was a guest. I love Todd Glass, obviously, listen to his podcast. Uh, I love Andy Kindler, so when they get together, just amazing. What else did I listen to? Some of the Adam Carolla podcast that I hadn't quite finished when I left on Friday. That was good as well, as per usual. Man, his output of podcasts, one a day, is just a crazy amount, especially when all his other sort of projects are on the go. And I think the podcast that is sticking in my mind the most from today was Doug Loves Movies. It was the uh, just pre-tournament of championships. And one thing I didn't like about it was, and this is me saying something I didn't like, which happens very infrequently on this podcast, because I usually bring things back that I like. And don't get me wrong, I love the episode in general. But uh, one thing that's it just sort of not up my alley, I guess, maybe a little on the grading side, and that is uh, Sam Levine. Now, I know you're... <laughs> People who know this podcast automatically think they know where I'm going with this, but no, I'm going in the totally opposite direction. I like Sam Levine. Uh, I'm a big fan of him from his acting stuffs. Uh, probably know him more from Kevin Pollock's chat show, and... Uh, he also appears on this podcast a lot, and uh, people always give him shit, and I kind of don't understand why. Like, I, I don't know what he does, and the sort of interaction with Doug Benson today got a... Maybe it was just comedically heated, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like it was actually... They were sort of grading on each other's nerves, and everyone, sort of Doug Benson to... Uh, oh, shit, I forget the other guy's name who was playing to people in the audience, to just everyone there seemed to be riding Sam Levine very, very hard, and I think unnecessarily so. And if I was him, I would... I, I, I think he's got a thick skin at this point, because I don't think this is the first time this sort of thing happens. Doug Benson always sort of hints at the fact that uh, people who comment on his podcast hate Sam Levine, or not, not all people, 
but they get a lot of nasty comments directed at him, and I don't understand why that is. He's seemingly like a nice guy, and he gets very, in, uh, perhaps that, that's it, he gets like into the game that they play, uh, the Leonard Malton game, and maybe he is, for people's taste, too into it, but that doesn't even, like, I, I don't feel that he's into it that much. He's, he's amazing at it. I don't know. I don't know. So just sort of throwing my two cents in uh, as far as Sam the Man Levine, a.k.a. Little Wolverine, as they call him on the show. I don't get the hate, basically. But uh, I'm, not an, an, I'm not an individual who hates much of anything or anyone. Uh, I think I could almost just about literally say that the only person on this globe that I hate hate is my dad's wife. <laughs> so that's an unfortunate circumstance. Like, I wish I, I hated Sam Levine rather than my dad's wife. I wish, but I hate her. Hate. Hate. Okay, so I uh, took a little dark turn at the end, just uh, emphasizing my lack of hate in general and the fact that Sam Levine seems like a nice guy. And as we end every podcast, I will end this one with, it is nice to be nice to the knives. And I think Sam Levine is nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.